Yo, Chuck, bust the move, man. I was on my way up here to the studio, you know what I'm saying? And this brother stopped me and asked me, yo, what's up with that brother, Chucky D? He sway nice. I said, yo, brother don't sway nice. He knows he's nice, you know what I'm saying? So, Chuck, you gotta feel like you're turning into a public enemy, man. Now, remember that line you was kicking to me on the way out to LA, Larrow, to Queens, while we was in the car on our way to the shop? Well, yo, right now, kick the bass for them brothers and let them know what goes on. What goes on is the Iowa Beer Podcast. This is episode three, back again. I'm your host, Rick Reese, author of the Iowa Beer Blog. Uh, and back again, too, uh, my good friend, Eric Baldwin. We're, we're not going to spend a lot of time with the intro. Eric, how you doing? Oh, good, Rick. And yourself? Good, good, man. Thanks for... Uh, Glad to be... Yeah, thanks for coming a little short notice. I, I was hoping to get uh, Pete from Barntown on, but they're pretty busy this week with the anniversary, and I think he's at uh, the hall over uh, off a railroad and here in Des Moines uh, to meet the brewer night. So uh, maybe another time. Thanks for stepping in. Absolutely. Uh, if anybody has met the two of us, uh, one could say the two of us uh, look quite quite a bit alike you know you, you and pete not not you and i yes yeah <laughs> pete and i sorry yeah. yeah yeah you do absolutely they're both pretty tall dudes and uh you know a little beard going a little beard, a pretty beard good bro. substitute i guess is what i'm trying to get at <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we uh we were up there uh not too long ago and part is going to be the subject of our topic uh our topics tonight one of them at least because it's pretty uh uh, pretty big weekend, I guess. I don't, you know, kind of hesitate to use the word big, but I guess it is in a sense. Maybe we'll get into that. But uh, Barntown's first anniversary parties this weekend, and they're releasing a couple of beers. And uh, Madhouse is releasing Carpe Diem tomorrow night uh, at four o'clock. So, uh, are you going to either? Uh, I'd love to go out to the uh, Barntown one. I unfortunately cannot get off work for the Carpe Diem tomorrow. Um, but I do luckily have uh, one of our good friends uh, to pick up a bottle for me. There but, you go. Uh, did you get him off of that, Craigslist? Though, is it, is it, did you post it on Craigslist? Is that your friend? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Backpage.com, uh, man in search for a bottle. <laughs> um, no, uh, I, luckily we have a friend going and uh, was offered up a bottle, so I uh, took advantage of that and uh, uh, definitely jealous of everyone that can make it. Um, you know, it's glad to see them get their infection issues from 15, 16, yeah. uh, uh, taken care of, um, you know, yeah, but man, it'd, it'd be yeah. nice to get Madhouse, uh, you know, kicking out some good beers, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Now those are the top, before we get into that, usually I like to start each show with, uh, kind of what you're drinking, what we're drinking. Uh, we're kind of both looking forward to those. What have you had anything, or what do you have now? You anything in the past or anything you're, you're uh, currently at this moment, I'm drinking a uh, fire school's money, but, um, uh, I would like to uh, say something about what's a, what's a, my name it, I think is what it's called yeah, from yeah. Barntown. Yep. Uh, their newest IPA. And, uh, if anyone can get out there, it, I definitely suggest getting out there, uh, uh, to have that beer, I was blown away by it by Friday night. I couldn't believe what was touching my lips at the time. Um, it's not the greatest beer I've ever had, but nonetheless, though, uh, it's one of those beers that you're proud to drink, you know? Yeah, it's, it's good, and it you know kind of fell under the radar because it it, it kind of snuck out just after uh, the sticky juice craze, you know? So um, I, don't, I don't really even think the brewery, you know, they didn't make a big deal out of it, you know, just kind of put it on tap and that kind of thing. So... 
I think it's pretty solid too. It's another uh, how many maybe eight to ten now. Uh, you know, hazy IPAs they put out that are pretty solid. So. Yeah, absolutely. The things are on the up and up for them, and I'm very happy to have that though too. By the way. Yeah, I I, I didn't. I actually, you know, I kind of pestered around the brewery a little bit, so I did taste this batch of sticky juice. So that's that's what I've been drinking. Uh, it, it's it's definitely. It's worth the hype, you know, and we're going to get into that, too, later. But uh, I'm also drinking a fresh uh, Scar City High Life I uh, got in from Chicago. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> drinking that right Which now. We just got to, what, Chicago, I assume? Uh... Yeah, yeah, and it's fresh. It's uh, February 10th, can date. I think it's out of the North Carolina uh, production facility at Oscar. Oh, Blues, okay. So, well, uh, that's important, very important. Really, anybody that uh, sends beer to Chicago, you, you better have good fresh beer going there because plenty of choices around there you know yeah well i mean that's how you do it you show up with two week old beer not like uh you know dogfish head showed up to iowa with november <laughs> november yeah. 90 minute ipa two weeks ago mm-hmm. um i mean man i i as a as a brewer I, I, i'm not sure i could do that you know um but whatever hey people buy it i guess i guess name it recognition um those are the people who learn to uh, find the the bottle dates you know <laughs> and we've all yep. been through that that cycle in life that hey you get home and this is a year old so um <laughs> yeah so like i said we talked to you know barntown's got sticky juice and then barrel aged uh, cicada killer with vanilla they added a variant to it i think it's put a longer in the bottle on the barrel um yeah, i did get to try that too and it's definitely the best version of the uh, cicada killer i've had yet and i was up there uh, did you go to Octofest? i think in october they had they had a randall out they were randling cicada killer through uh, i was not able to make that but that is that, i mean that's incredibly intriguing as you know from our burial experiences the coconuts and all the different yeah. bourbon county things we've done bro uh um it sounds really fun um obviously uh the pastry stout stout craze is is yeah. you know there right now and uh um it'll be kind of cool to give it a try i i uh have not had a chance to have the barrel aged uh cicada keller yet so um definitely looking forward to that though yeah yeah it's a good beer I, you know if you want to compare that and carpet it doesn't have the uh you know the cachet obviously and it's interesting Thinking about Madhouse and kind of their evolution, I mean, Carpe Diem's a beer, you know, you were talking about the infection issues, but even prior to that, um, used to sit on the shelf, you know, for quite a long yeah. time, all of them. Um, yeah. It's it's kind of a strange phenomenon that here just recently, it, you know, now they put out on their site that, because with uh, Freedom Toast, I went to that, I, I got just a couple bottles, they were allowing four at the time, and then they dialed it back to two so they could have some to distribute to their accounts, and I think... Oh, great. Yeah, I, you know, Iowa City, those, uh, you know, liquor stores, wine and spirits, I think they may be yep. one case, right, which was um, somewhat limited, but now they're putting on their Facebook that uh, they can't guarantee they'll be for distribution, um, four, bo- you know, four bottle limit, so it sounds like they're planning on... Uh, bigger crowd than for freedom toast and maybe even selling out which would be you know a, a long a long journey from you know july finding that beer just collecting dust right yeah absolutely but i mean we're we're talking about lining up at madhouse man you know what i'm saying yeah. i mean that's something you and i would not have talked about or no. most <laughs> general people wouldn't have talked about it 
uh, in the past. And here we are now talking about lining up there and uh, great for them. You know, yeah. that that's awesome. You yeah. Know? Do you think uh, and, and in my opinion, in my opinion, bud, that's the, that's the growing, growing pains of a, of a brewery, I guess. And almost kind of the mark of a brewer is, um, you know, kind of starting from square one and working your way up and, Next thing you know, you have beers that everyone wants, you know? Do you think it's a matter of of it being that much better now of a beer? Or is it just the scene is bigger, there's more people in the beer, there's maybe fear of missing out? Uh, um, I think that's a very fair question, bud. Um, I, and I'd like to believe maybe possibly, a, a maybe a combination of both. Sure, sure. I'd like to believe that a, a, a brewer, rever, uh, you know, continues to um, uh, continues to always improve things, and and I fe- I I truly feel, uh, you know, with their issues, quality issues, uh, you know, a few years ago, uh, to getting to where they're at. It, obviously, you're gonna want to improve, you know, you, sure. to to sustain as a brewery, you, you got to fix those things, and and. Um, They've done that, it appears so. Uh, last year's 2007, as a matter of fact, tonight, bro, I was on Untapped uh, checking out some, and there were even people near us tonight in the Des Moines area checking into 2017 and saying it's still drinking great. Nice. Um, so, you know, yes, there are more mouths out there that are trying that beer, and, uh, you know, obviously there's going to be more bottles to make, more barrels to fill. Um, but at the same time, bro, you have to have a good beer to, to get those people to come there, you know? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a combination of both. I think a little bit, uh, I think the beer's better. I mean, I think we talked about this last time at the, at the beer fest. Um, you know, they, they didn't advertise they had it, but they pulled it out and we got a pour and it was, uh, it was really good. I I was really disappointed in myself for not seeking it out when it was available, but I was still bitter about about the year before the beer going bad on me, but yeah. uh, and rightfully so now you know this you talked about lining up at madhouse and this is like literally the third time in three months (laughs) and they they still have el El hef uh coming next month but i think this is their their best one of vip which is probably my second favorite and then uh, the freedom toast and and uh, el hef next month don't you agree you think carpm is probably their best beer I would, yeah, absolutely, bud. And to be quite honest, even you look at those beers on paper, uh, which VIP, Carpe Diem, El Hapa, uh, you look at those beers on paper, and even on paper, that beer probably sounds the most intriguing. Sure. Um, although I will say, man, I love me some VIP. Um, yeah, I'm there. An Imperial Porter, man, speaks to me. It really does. Even with the vanilla? <laughs> and that's uh, yeah you know um i'm not gonna hate on vanilla but uh there's there's definitely no doubt that vanilla can cover up uh yeah. you know any chef knows how to how, <laughs> knows how to use vanilla when when it, they need to you know so uh yeah. I, I don't th- it's not i think i don't think that's ever been the intent with that beer you know i think it's always been correct and, yeah and you know i my story with that beer i i want to say it was uh maybe 14 how long have they been making it since 13 14 i yeah has yeah and that has to be in that range i'd probably even say 2014 was probably the first year of that beer sure yeah in that ballpark oh no maybe 2013 now that you say that bro yeah okay well whatever yeah i uh it was fourth of july and um you know i we'd been 
doing the Fourth of July thing for for quite a while, you know, the, all day long, and everybody thinned out and everything. Really <laughs> and, and so I, I lit a little fire in the back, and uh, my in laws were in town, and my father in law really only cares for porters, and it was really about the only one I had at the time because, uh, you know, it was the middle of summer. And so I'm like, all right, I'll pull this out. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and, and we were just kind of blown away. Like, wow, why have I not, you know, why did I not open this a long time ago? You know, I, this is really a fantastic beer. And um, like I said, so then obviously I sought them out afterwards and bought more than I should have. And then they went sour on me. So I, I went sour on Madhouse. But um, I'm back. I'll be in line tomorrow. <laughs> uh, uh, not, not probably at noon, not- but. Yeah, and it's not hard at noon, right, with the tent and everything. <laughs> well, you won't need a tent tomorrow. It sounds like it's going to be a decent day. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it, it could rain something. What, what a good area, though, bro, to sit in line, though, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. uh, you, you know, you're not – Madhouse is kind of downtown Des Moines, but at the same time, it's not like a highly trapped – uh, you know, there's well, they not have a ton of patio. traffic down there. Yeah, they have its outside patio, Oh, too. that's right. That's, yeah. Yes, yes, that's right. Yes, thanks for reminding me of that, bud. I forgot right. about that. And you know what? They're encouraging um, people to come and, and share beers in line, which, you know, I mean, what do you think? Do you, do you bring a six-pack with you? Do you bring your super <laughs> ultra-rare beer to, like, give everybody a, a snort and cruise up and yeah. down the line? and Sure. Um, yeah, if they're going to allow bottle shares, uh, I, yes, totally get it. Uh, I do not advocate the showing up of a six with a six pack by any means. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, you, you want to be able to enjoy the beer you're standing in line for at the same time. But uh, but yeah, sure. You're in a group uh, of a bunch of people that are all eager to try a bunch of beers. Um, I have never been, and some people can maybe call me selfish on this, but uh, I've never been the type of guy, though, to pour my best beers to 20 people, bud, you know, or whatever. Um, But at the same time, um, there's probably plenty of beers that we all have sitting in our basement somewhere. Um, Some of you fancy folks probably call them your cellars, but I'll just call them a basement. Uh, (laughs) Cough brewery, cough brewery. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, exactly, dude. That's what, kind of what I was getting at. It's, oh, it happens know, on a Tuesday. Have you had this? <laughs> yes, exactly. We all have those brewery bottles sitting around that are like, oh, this is perfect for a group of a thousand people. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, yeah, if they're going to allow it, bro, absolutely. Um, I, I think that I, I, I dig that. But at the same time, I also would like to tell people to be responsible about it and uh, know that you're there for a beer. And uh, you're there to enjoy that beer, not be sloppy drunk when you walk in there, you know. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's important to remember that not everyone is, is you know, there. maybe they're there to pick up the bottles and go and, and you know, respect everyone, sure. right? I mean, it's all about respecting the brewer, the, the people around you, and um, maybe not making a mess and making a mess of yourself, yeah. right? I mean... Uh, Chuck and I went down side project. You're probably sick of me talking about this, but we uh, we skipped the whole bottle release. Uh, the brewery opened at noon, and no, some of those people had been there. We met a guy the night before that shared a bottle of derivation with us, and he was trying to get us there at seven in the morning. And, we, and you know, sure shit, we saw him in the parking lot. You know, we tried to <laughs> But I mean, some of the people going through there were just wasted. You know, they've been out there for five hours, just going to town, right? And, 
Yeah, and to to pick up some bottles, you know, I I, I guess so be it, you know, to each their own. But um, I don't know. I guess at the same time you're there for a beer event, you know. Um, yeah, but don't be that person, you know. Yes, exactly, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, realize you're there for a beer event, man, and uh, um, not not a bottle share with your bros, you know. Well, I know. Uh, yeah, at Alluvial, they allowed that uh, for the first couple of releases, but. Um, I think some people had some issues getting home from there, and so they've put a strict no bottle share in uh, line rule in place because a few, you know, bad apples had to ruin it for everybody. But um, you know, Barntown's not—they put on there too no bottle shares in line, um, and, and part of it, you know, they're in a strip mall, like you said. Yeah, uh, Madhouse is out, kind of. They're they're their own building, I think. I mean, they have they have neighbors, but not like the strip mall does. So I mean, it is important too to respect the other companies and you know there may be what i think hot yoga or something going on next to bar town yeah certainly <laughs> well and do it at the same time um i'm not sure i guess i don't know 100 percent, but i i don't believe it's legal to just be no. out and about with the open no. beer in the middle of a parking lot in west des moines iowa <laughs> no i don't think so i don't yeah. so, you know at the same time bro yeah we do talk about you know being courteous but at the same time there's law there's laws there too you know right um yeah. and and pete you know at barntown to to own that business and keep it out there he has to follow those laws you know so yeah. Yeah. Um, and keep you those know, neighbors not only... happy. I mean, who's going to call the police, right? Probably the hot, hot yoga instructor. That's yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. And 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 at the same time, us the craft community, independent beer community. Uh, you know, we we have to uh, we have to put our best foot forward all the time, in my opinion. You know, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and uh, show that independent beer, craft beer, we're we're a good community full of good people and uh open people and all that stuff, bro. Yeah, no, that I dig that. Um, you know, I'm not a huge I don't I don't bring a whole bunch of beers to stand in line, but I have before. I mean it's it's cool. It kills the time, you know. I mean especially when you're a hundredth in line and you still have an hour to go and you have nothing to do. <laughs> I will say though, I'm always amazed at how many the wide variety, everything you'll, you, 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 if you study and tapped at all, um, and look, or any hype beers, uh, you can completely tell, you know, who's getting what. And, uh, there's sometimes that you can see some really fun beers in those lines, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, ah, oh, geez, I kind of feel bad. You know, somebody's getting an ounce pour of this or something, you know, <laughs> somebody got this bottle traded for this bottle and, this person's getting in a one or two ounce pour of this beer, you know? Right. Um, and at the same time, bud, can you honestly say you can judge that beer based off that one or oh, two ounce pour? I don't right. know if you can, dude. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. People are, you know, five stars. <laughs> yeah, dude. Have you, you know, I've had a beer before that I've been like, wow, this is really good. Then like a half glass in, I'm like, Ugh, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, it depends on how thirsty you are, too, you know. Um, <laughs> what would be your go-to, bro, for uh, a beer to go in line? What What does Rick show up with? Well, Rick's got a brewery, so it happens on a Tuesday, which is dying to get out. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, I got, you know, probably, a, I got a barrel-aged Big Hugs. I got some, mostly Chicago huh? stuff I picked up around Christmas, the barrel-aged season there, so... Cool. Um, yeah, I I'm thinking about. It. I haven't decided, you know, because it's going to sit in my car all day, 
Um, and it, it, my brother-in-law's coming in uh, tomorrow night. Char Charlie and I are hanging out. So I, it's kind of a marathon. So I'm not really interested in, like, getting bombed at 3.30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be fun to have a bottle share in line, though, with all Iowa beers someday? You know, wouldn't it be sweet if this state was good enough or – you know, kicked enough yeah. butt with the beer that uh, we were just sharing Iowa beers, man. Well, I tell you, you know? what, I do have uh, Chuck pick me up to um, a Franklin Street uh, Coconut Man, of course, so I could do that, but um, it's a crowler, too, 32 ounces. He's got a. How was that, by the way? I haven't had it. I haven't opened it yet. Um, okay. I'm kind of waiting for the weekend, but uh, I have a double IPA from them, too. Not not the hazy beers, but it's just a deeper, so I'll probably Oh, interesting. That, but, um, yeah, that's a good idea. I do have those. I forgot all about it. And, um, yeah, that coconut manicure, that'd be fun to share. You know, there's probably a lot of people that haven't had a taste of that. Right. Yeah, I think they only made like 40 crowlers or something like that, too. So right. not a lot out in the wild, but, um, you know, that'll that'll certainly raise the value of it. I think <laughs> if you looked at the, you were talking about Untap, you looked at the check-ins for that. And, I, you know, a lot of people, I think that was their first. Maybe the first beer they've ever had. <laughs> Maybe it's that good. I haven't had it, so I don't want to judge it yet. But you right. know, I think the line weight thing maybe bumps the bumps the beer up a couple of half. A yeah, stone. I yeah. <laughs> I saw you mention that. Uh, you give that the half to one star bump for having to wait in line for it. You know. Yeah, yeah. It depends on how cold it is too. You know, or, or if it's raining or. Man, I tell you what, dude, when I brew up another pills, man, I, I'm going to make you wait in a line for it, my friend. <laughs> yeah, well, I probably would. Uh, it was, if it's if you're talking about the beer you made last summer, it was fantastic. So, Well, that was my friend Alec and Alex and Derek's, and uh, yeah. those guys are the, those guys are on top of it, man. Those, yeah. those two homebrew like no other. It's a great beer, too, by the way. It was just a nice, clean pilsner for those of you out there listening. I I didn't have anything to check into, so, um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, they'll uh, they'll get there someday. Uh, well, some folks have probably already. If you had uh, like-minded from uh, Barntown, they yeah. they uh, they collabed with that. So if you had, you know, you've you've had a beer from them before if you've been out there and had that. So yeah, had that several times. Um, well, you know, line thing. It, it's kind of cool. It's, I mean, it's been happening everywhere, you know, for quite a while. I, I did talk to Mark Morehouse a little bit last week, and, and I thought about it, and I think, I want to say um, that the double hop skewer bottle release was probably, is that the only time you can think of people lining up in Iowa for an IPA? Um. Well, it, yeah. Uh, other than toppling Goliath beers, yes. Um, no, I yes, don't mean so. chasing the van around and going to high no, and, that's, and waiting. No, this there, is. Uh, I, I'm dead serious when I say this, and the reason I say that is a few years ago at a morning D, our morning delight release, um, I had the afternoon session, and the line of people just to get into toppling Goliath to buy bottles of Pompeii or King Sue, whatever the hell they had, um, was all the way down College Road. I could not believe how many people were there, bro. But besides the point, um, uh, no, it does not happen often. Iowa folks do not sit in line for IP. Not a ton of people do outside of what, you know, Pliny the Younger or whatever. Well, they um, do out east. I mean, they line up every day for treehouse. You're right. Yeah. That is a great point, bro. You're yeah, right. Aslan, I, I listened to, uh, I think it was a good beer hunting 
uh, podcast with the Aslan group and, and they, they have terrible neighbors. So, uh, they had problems all over the place there. So they, uh, uh, they just turned it into a, a production brewery, got rid of the tap room and just open up every Saturday and people line up and come in and buy cans mm-hmm. of beer and leave. <laughs> yeah. That's how they yeah. solve that. And obviously, and obviously they're selling that too. So. Oh yeah. I mean, think of, uh, New York, you have other half, right? Um, yep. well, I mean, even in Chicago, uh, people are lining up for more brewing, uh, corridor. Um, what's the other one? Uh, isn't there one out in California, like a Monkish or something yeah, like that? Yeah, too, in Los Angeles. Um... Yeah, Weldworks. Uh, do people line up there? I, I don't. I think it's pretty regularly available now. At least like Juicy Bits, right? They're making enough that I don't think people line up. But yeah, this will be the second time yep. in Barntown in a month that people will be in line for a, an IPA. You know, this will be the second one. So um, it's kind of man. new to the area, right? I mean, it's... pretty good, bro. Yeah. I told Pete the other night, man, I, you know, I've lived in Iowa a lot, all my life almost. And, uh, you know, for him to have as many people as he did in that place the other night, you know, that, that speaks, I mean, that's a big thing. You know what I'm saying, bro? We're Iowans are loyal people, man. If, if you've got a good place to go eat and drink, we'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. And they're only turning one. So I look for, bigger better things too you know that's kind of cool <laughs> yeah right right uh, so you know last thing about the line i want to mention because uh you know there's been some stuff on the internet and whatnot about the pulpit rock and, and we didn't didn't get into that we we still can and uh i just want to talk about last time i was there from freedom toast you know i'm, I'm behind a guy uh directly behind him you know there was maybe six or seven people behind me at the time but he did the trick where like you know, 10 minutes goes by and then, Hey, his buddy comes rolling up, you know, mm-hmm. and then, mm-hmm. you know, as we get, inch cl- and then, you know, 20 minutes goes by and, Oh, Hey, by the way, so-and-so and their girlfriend's here. And they, <laughs> you know, next, next thing, you know, I'm like six people or four people f- further back than I was, you know, when I started. So, uh, don't hold anybody's place in line, man. Go to the back. If you need to talk, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, holding places in line is no. There's no such thing, in my opinion. But um, uh, you know what? In my, I, I, I look back on it, and I think uh, you, you take a ticket. You, you know, you show up to the DMV. You take a ticket. Uh, it's not like you show yeah. up with your with your brother, and uh, you get to both take the same ticket. You know, but it, yeah. it doesn't work that way, dude. Um, no, if you're Go on, bro. I, I'm, you know, I, I just mentioned it. Obviously, it stuck with me. I wasn't like super amazingly mad at time because I knew it wasn't a beer that was gonna, you know, sell out. But I have been to a, a local brewery release where, you know, there was six or seven people in front of me, and I got up to the booth, and that was it. The beer was gone, and I literally stood there for. Oh. A, I drove for an hour and then stood for an hour and a half, and and you know, just was un, unlucky. I didn't get there soon enough, but keep that in oh. mind when there's people, there's people behind you, you know, that don't hold anybody's place in line. That's not cool. You had to have been bitter, bud. Uh, it, yeah. I mean, it got fixed. So, you know, <laughs> I will tell you looking back on this, we talk about this. I am being a little hypocritical because in my very green craft beer days, I went up to darkness day and I was one of those guys that, uh, cut in line however uh the reason why i chose to do so is because i knew i was not going to get that beer um it was one of the years that's uh, just a massive amount of people showed up and uh um 
And I and I have always felt terrible for that. And I knew beer <laughs> beer karma would come back, and and I guarantee beer karma has already came and back. Oh yeah, uh, uh, came back to to get me. So you know, I, I'll sit here and be in, uh, with clean hands these days and tell you: do not cut in line. Don't save line. Uh, save a spot for for your buddy, your girlfriend, whatever. Um, you know. In the days of a FaceTime with somebody, you want to talk, talk hey, yeah, to somebody, yeah. blood, pull out your phone and FaceTime them, you know? Yeah, yeah. go go to Skype, man, like we are. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're in the day and age anymore. The privacy is really not even a thing anymore, you know? Well, you don't need somebody to hold your hand the whole time, you know? You nah. can talk to them later or go, if you have to, so bad, go, go back behind the other five people that basically... Yeah. Well, and and that's a good point too. But if you're guaranteed, you know, if you know you're going to get that beer, man, what's the point of you being the third person to get it as opposed to the ninety seventh person getting it? Yeah, you know? right. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, why be an asshole? You know, <laughs> but whatever. Exactly. Um, now, you know, we kind of wanted to get into, and these are two pretty good beers to kind of jump into that topic. You know, we want to talk about beer hype a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, you know. And I think we're both in agreement, you know, there's a reason why people are lining up. I think both these beers are worth it, don't you think? Or I should probably say all three. I, I keep forgetting Cicada Killer, too. But, um, it, you know, the three beers coming out, that there'll be a good 100-plus people at both places. Uh, I mean, it's not just fear of missing out. Well, I, I don't know. No, those beers are, are definitely bringing the hype, bud, and uh, rightfully so. Um, and, and, and like I said earlier, you look at Carpe Diem, I mean, before you even open the bottle, you look at the label and you're looking at a beer, you know, oats, cow-cow nibs, aged in bourbon barrels with coffee, maple. Yeah. I mean, all right there. All the everything. Checkmarks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All check marks, bud. And, um, and stink juice, if you've never had it, obviously you're taking a blind leap into it. But as soon as you crack that bottle, you're going to be like, Yep, it, this is exactly why I stood in line for this. Um, but, you know, okay, so so the reason, uh, you know, let's kind of circle back a little bit. So let's go say it's Freedom Toast, a beer that, you know, they, they made at uh, Madhouse and had for a limited time on tap, but had never bottled. But yet 150 people showed up to buy it, like, without probably ever tasting it before. I mean, is it trust in the, in the brewery that they've made other beers? Or is it, you know, the Facebook groups? Um, you know, maybe untapped, you know, the fear of missing out, I think, drives a lot of uh, this kind of subculture, you know. Yeah. When people are hanging out in groups on, you know, whether it be beerforum.com or, you know, you know, facebookbeer.com or Twitter or whatever, and they see all their friends are going, you know, uh, maybe they they put the interest, you know, the, the group thing out on, on Facebook or how much do you think of that that social presence and maybe that being your kind of e-world, if you will, how much do you think of that is driving maybe some of the lines and some of the demand? Uh, but you, I, I think you've hit the nail on the head, dude. Uh, we talk about the term insta-whale and where where yeah. does insta-whale come from? Uh, consumers, dude. Yeah. And uh, uh, I, I think you've hit the nail on the head. People – People can uh, a beer can be great before it's even released just off of word of mouth. Yeah, that's it. And exactly. um, um, but I will say in, in this instance, in these specific instances, um, I, I almost look and say with Madhouse, um, 
you you can say it's kind of a trust thing, bud, because people have you've been burned before. I've been burned before, and I, I shouldn't say burned. That's not I, I that's wrong term. They could have drank uh, it but fresh. But we bought no, a beer. Uh, we you know. bought a beer before and it, and it fell apart on us, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, and here people are still there and now going to sell out their beer. So yeah, I think people do trust the fact that, Hey, you know what? They might've screwed up before, but you know, these people can, they can do this, you know? And, uh, as far as sticky juice, um, I feel like at this point words gotten out about Barntown's IPAs, um, you know, I, I feel like word has gotten out around town and even, you know, probably outside of town. Um, I, I, so I do feel like at this point people hear, oh, Barntown made a hazy IPA. Um, I should go try that or be there to get it, you know? Yeah, um, so they probably turned into that. I, I agree. I think everything they make now, um, people will run to try, even if it's, yeah. you know, Dandelion uh you know on marigold instead of like citra and mosaic hops yep. but um you know I, i'm thinking about uh back pocket back pocket made their fifth anniversary beer last year and it was definitely the best beer they've ever made they have a barrel aged vanilla super fudgy stout and then recently they've made a couple other beers i think for burfest i think they did like a cherry uh bourbon cherry or or something and and those beers aren't getting necessarily the, the I, you know the reviews if you will or the ratings yeah, and, and i hate to fall back on untapped as like the end all you know i i feel like it's a good aggregate because you get so you know any statistics the more the better right yeah uh, but you know so I'm, I'm curious i still see people i think inland empire was another one they came out with was a stout i think maybe had some blackberry or something different in it that you know kind of those out there flavors i think that maybe aren't for everyone and Mm -hmm. i still thought it was interesting how people immediately ran out to buy those beers like that was a back pocket beer that likely would have always sat on the shelf for a while you know uh but because they had that one beer um that a lot of people missed out on because they didn't make a ton of it now they've they're driving demand, you know, for their new products moving forward. But, <laughs> but, but where do they lose those people, though, I guess is my, you know, I'm curious where that falls off. I mean, I don't think the beers are terrible to where people are like, oh, I'm never buying it again. But uh, how many do you have to have before you give up, you know, before you realize that maybe that was a, I'm not saying it is, but maybe it was like a one-hit wonder or lightning in a bottle or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, absolutely bro i totally understand and um you know uh i really can't answer person i suppose that's person to person but right. uh, that's you know at the same time i i wonder if people w- reflecting on that everybody you know uh you hear back pocket we'll just say them uh just sure. for just to use it as an example you know everybody heard that beer was great they go out and buy that next barrel age release um, thinking, you know, Hey man, I might, I might have the new, the new hot thing right here, you know? Um, and, and that all kind of rolls back to untapped, um, secondary market of beers, all that stuff, bro, is, you know, some people roll up, you know, go buy a beer, bud, just because they think it might be the next hot thing Yeah, yeah absolutely. without ever knowing what exactly that beer is, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, and sometimes, sometimes that can be a burden on us as consumers uh, because you go into being like, oh man, this beer's going to be awesome. And then taste it. And you're like, oh, 
Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, and and I specifically remember, and I hate to do this because I love 515, but I specifically remember their first anniversary stout, yeah. bud. Uh, I remember it being really cold outside. And we, yeah, we sat in the stood car out there for, for most of that. But. Yes. And, and, and even after sitting in the car, we still stood in a line yeah. out of cold, cold as crap and got in there. And I, I remember going and buying a, an extra set of bottles and we tasted a bottle and I was like, oh, man, this is not good. <laughs> yeah, and, low carb and... and bro, it, it the only thing that got me out there was like, oh, man, I love 515 beers, all the other beers I've had for them. So, man, this is going to be good, too, you know? No, I, I was, yeah, I was there. I bought, I still have two. Well, I have one. But and, and I have. I, I guess for me, though, bro, I did not show up to buy their their next stout, you know? Yeah. And uh, I don't want to sit and knock 515 because I love 515. And uh, I think they're a great place. But uh, to say your point, yeah, I mean, I, I I went and bought that beer because I had had their other beers and uh, trusted them, I guess you could say. Yeah, I think we're probably, we both kind of agree, I think, that the hype stuff, it's it's kind of real, you know? I mean, I think you find that out when you go out and actually try the beer. Um, the one thing that I'm curious about is, is the people that utilize those um resources if you will uh, you know i do see some smaller breweries uh not you know just vague examples but maybe employees or family you know family members or something that are that are t- you know on those social media platforms constantly you know hyping the beer and uh you know showing pictures of the beer and some of them look you know appealing but when you're on a like a five barrel system and you're not distributed anywhere uh, it's interesting to you know i'd love to you know maybe sit on the highway and see if that's actually working if people are (laughs) you know if they're flocking to those breweries because so-and-so's created a burner account on barrel you know a beer advocate that's yeah up some brewery that no one's ever heard of. I mean, I wonder how much of that really goes on. Um, yeah, that's an interesting point. I, 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 I wonder if that goes on. Um, I know it does for a couple of breweries. Like I said, I don't, you know, since I started this blog, I, I kind of have ways. Wow. That's fascinating, bro. That really is. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, now that I sit here and think about it, it's like, Holy cow. Why wouldn't you kind of do that? Um, I don't know. I mean, because especially on Untap, you think about it. I mean, you get a, you know, say you have like ten different Untapped accounts. You could sit there and give your beer a five star, and people sitting, ten other people sitting there giving it a three star. Mm-hmm. You're now a four star beer. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's no different than like like Yelp and all those. Other, I mean, my uh, wow, that's my, wild, bro. My, my wife, uh, funny story. She used to have a hairdresser. Um, you know, and, and she, she has a hairdresser. She goes to the same person all the time. Uh, you know, right? So, uh, yeah, that yeah. person wasn't really, uh, you know, big in the business, but they did have a small enough business to where they were. You can find them online, okay? And they yeah. had they had six total reviews for the service. You know, the first five of them were all family members. <laughs> and, and, and the, the, you know the names were different right i mean they weren't the same last name and whatnot they were cousins you know but my wife knowing the family knew 
all the people on the list. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> so keep that in mind when you're you're using those services to maybe figure out where you're going to go eat or whatever, because there yeah. are people that take advantage of that. And, and I have no doubt that, you know, that probably comes into play in the beer world, too, on, like you said, like Untapped and Facebook and, and those sorts of places where people can tell other people what they think and a lot of it's genuine and i think you know this goes back to what you talked about the first episode a lot of people take a lot of pride in you know their town and um their local breweries and that kind of thing so i mean surely you're gonna give kind of the home team bump right so if you live in manchester uh and you go to franklin street a lot and every beer they make to you is going to be a 4.75 or 5 you know yeah Um, versus maybe something maybe you have a uh, you know, a, a hated rival town, you know, and their and they're, they're stinking brewery is going to be like a three, you know, no matter what the beer tastes like. So, yeah. Now you quit untapped, right? You don't do that anymore. Uh, yeah, I, I have it still, but I do not check in anymore, bro. Um, I kind of, uh, I don't know anymore to me, the beer's memorable enough. I'm going to, I'm going to remember it anyways. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I kind of got away from ticking the bruise, bro. It's not about that anymore to me, bud. And, uh, um, you, you know, to me, to me now, I, I kind of like to go into a beer without knowing anything about it, bud, without knowing what my friends think about it without, um, you know, I kind of dig that, bro. I, I do. That's that awesome. mysteriousness, I guess. No, that's awesome. It's kind of like starting over. Yeah, you know, it, I do. I still am on it, and every once in a while, I'll check on what people like. Tonight, I was scoping through it just to see what people had to say about a few beers and stuff like that. Um, but at the same time, you know, there's some very uh, good opinions on there. And then uh, I, I don't know. I, I would assume you probably follow the Summit Brewing uh, Twitter account, yeah. but uh, yeah. they like to take check-ins of their beers and uh, kind of mock what people are saying. And most of the time it's spot on, um, you know, like today or today I read something, one about a, a person was drinking a Pilsner and, 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 and obviously didn't like a Pilsner. And they kind of mentioned, you know, hey, yeah. you know, hey, did you like your run today? Well, no, I hated my run because I don't like to run. Well, yeah. why'd you go on a run? You know? Yeah. I remember yeah. Uh, on Twitter, on, on, on the PSD account back when Top Link Life came to, uh, uh, the tap room. Remember, remember oh, when we yeah. got that? They brought the assassin keg, and yeah, I, I was uh, I, I got home that, that night. Was a good time. You you remember this? I, I was scrolling through Untapped that night, and somebody gave it. If you know, there's all amidst all the four and a halfs and fives. There was somebody that gave it like a three, and their com- yep. their comment was um, uh, not bad. Even though I really don't like stouts, it's not a bad stout or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so why show up to a stout event yeah. with uh, well, if you don't like stout? Not just that. It was, and this I remember tweeting it out because it was hilarious. Because they only had what sixty tickets. They had a line out the door down the street, so you had to stand yeah. in line for an hour, and you paid fifteen dollars for five ounces. So yeah. this person waited in line for an hour paid 15 bucks for something that they knew they weren't even going to like, and then went on this, you know, their social media site and then gave it like a pissy grade. Cause it's not even something they liked anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... it, yes. And, but you have to weed those out. I mean, you sure. really have to. And that, and so, so on top to me is, is, is a decent tool, but at the same time, it's not the end all be all. 
Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you get enough. You know, I, I mean, everybody uses it differently. I, I, my scores aren't necessarily uh, for the brewer, or the beer, or to tell anybody else it's this or that. I, I have an own, my own system where. If I give it like a four or higher, that basically means to me I would buy it again. You know, I ah, I like that idea, you bro. Know, if it's three point seven five or in that area, then I'll I'll likely maybe buy it on tap or something. But if it's below that, then that basically means I'll probably never buy it again. Unless it's it depends on style. You know, if it's a lager or pilsner, which is weird too. I don't know. I give I like those beers, but I give them like a three and a half. I know you feel kind of like guilted into it because of the total score i don't know it's a whole weird thing i don't know why i would do that but i do um and, you know I, I suppose i could probably not tweet it out if, if i only use it for like a personal journal but i do it's part of the social aspect too i mean there's fun to it right absolutely bro yeah there is and and i like to have fun with i, I used to like to have fun with my friends check-ins and you know or say something uh, funny, uh, you know. Well, the, um, the location. To... We used to do the location thing. Everybody tried to yeah. find the, <laughs> the porta potty or like the the craziest, you know, place. You yeah, could... the the sex village or something <laughs> crazy like that. I know. Yeah. But you know, the people, the things that people make up on Foursquare, it, it, it uh-huh. always. I mean, I feel like you could just basically search anything, and you uh-huh. were gonna find a location for that. You oh know? yeah, you could freeform anything you want and just like pin drop it or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, yeah, that, that used to be fun. I used to do that all the time until I looked at like my history and all these weird <laughs> porta potties and. Right, uh, you know the elementary school playground, you know, and you're like, ah, that wasn't, you know, it was funny ten beers deep, but it's not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah everything's fun ten beers deep, bro. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. You, what else? You got? You got anything else? Uh, you, I'm about running out of topics. I don't know what. Got anything uh, else you want to cover, man? I, I feel like we. Well, you know what, I kind of, we, you know, we wanted to, we were talking about hype and stuff like that and kind of the untapped thing, bro. And one of the things I kind of, I had mentioned to you a while back was kind of uh, ticking the bruise, man, and uh, people drinking beer just to, just to get their unique check-ins up. And then I also kind of, uh, 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 something that kind of, you know, base off of this is, uh, uh, do brewers actually brew beers just for people that tick the beers? You know, um, is it in the mm-hmm. is it in the back of a, the mind of a brewer um, to just make a beer because um, here I'm going to make this gold nail just for maple? Um, yeah, I'm going to four hundred people to check into, man. You know, yeah, put, I'm going to put um, maple on every beer I make because that's what everybody's going crazy over, right? Yeah, you know, and uh, sometimes. Sometimes I kind of, you know, it kind of worries me a little bit because, uh, you, you know, I don't want I, I, us consumers. Like I've said before, we control we control what what we buy. So therefore, we control what gets brewed, you know, and because if somebody's brewing something that's that sucks, nobody goes and gets it. And, uh, you know, sometimes I, I feel like we're such in we're so in a mode to check beers. Like some, you know, at Iowa Craft, the very first Iowa Craft Beer Fest I went to, bro, I was so excited because I was going to get to get like 30 check-ins that day. I was like, man, you know, I'm going to get my new unique beers. And when Untapped first came out, the first, the bat, one of the top badges was 2,500 unique beers. And I remember sitting there thinking like, holy cow, you know, this is going to take forever. Doing the math, right? (laughs) Yeah, you know, and uh, 
but there eventually came a time that I was like, wait a minute, man, this is not how I want to drink. I don't want to drink beer just so I can go search its name on untapped bro and, and check into it. I I think a lot of people do that. I, I, I don't think they, you know, they realize maybe they're doing that intentionally, but I think that that does drive a lot of, I mean, look at places like the Iowa tap room. I mean, if you're into that kind of thing, uh, you could go down there and get, you know, a flight a day, you know? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. uh, And never touch the same beer, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Or bait shop, you know, you could go there. They have like 3000 beers. You could easily, you know, be a, a unique badge wearer. Uh, that <laughs> yeah hey bro i got a question to ask you do you think that having do you think that the most taps is the new um manhood swinging contest <laughs> in um in uh craft beer is that where we're headed bro like oh dude i got a i got fourteen thousand taps on you know come come check our bar out you know Four, oh, fourteen thousand taps and four bar stools yeah exactly <laughs> dude uh I mean, is that where we're kind of, is that, is that the new swinging contest these days is, is, uh, you know, tap lines. Cause I, I sit and think it, to a person there's sometimes I'll walk into a, a beer bar around town and I don't even know what to do. You know what I'm right, saying? Like right. I'm lost, yeah. you know? I don't know. Um, I don't, I mean, as long as you keep the lines clean, I know bait shops expanding and they do a pretty good job of doing that. And they have a heavy rotation. I mean, we did just get, Dogfish Head, uh, we did just get Unini, uh, which looks like they're going to bring most of their sours. At least they had eight or so different sours here. Um, there's new breweries popping up all the time. Um, you know, I remember back in the day when it was like 10 rogue taps, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Boulevard. and uh, They new made Boulevard. a beer. Now that you say rogue, I'm sorry to interrupt, dude. No, that's but all right. I, they made a, a beer out of beard yeast, man. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I haven't had a rogue beer in probably a long time. I, I had to take that back. A couple of years ago, I had their, uh, I think their coffee brewed IPA, which was okay. But, yeah, no, they, they put sriracha and beer and, like, bacon. <laughs> yeah. They oh, do it for the man. promotion. But, uh, you know, I, especially with Abinawas, he just seems to keep pumping beer in. I mean, uh uh, Mars kind of flew in under the radar under, you know, uh, Frederick's hand. Right. They, uh, they make pretty solid beers. I don't know if we've gotten any of their hazy stuff in yet. I know they have uh, a couple new ones coming out. But, uh, you know, Mars has always been on the higher end price-wise. And when you get that extra kind of <laughs> that extra kind of tax on it, you know, you're really getting up to, like, almost, you know, prairie. For a non-barrel-aged beer, too, you're talking like eight, nine bucks a bottle. It's kind of, you know, a lot of people shy away from that. But then a place that has 200-plus taps, if they have it on tap for six bucks a pour, I mean, it is a great way to go down and sample beers, especially when, you know, Dogfish, if, you, if you've been in a rock and you've never had their beers, you can go down. And I went down Saturday and met Chuck, and we uh, we sampled the Unini uh, Sours, you know, so it was a – because they only come in large format, right? So I mean, yep. it's a good way to get. Are we going to see the Hubbard's ca- uh, Cave stuff from them too? Or uh, I think I saw a Facebook comment. Somebody asked, um, and the the response was not right away. Um, they're they're moving the Unity. I they probably see this as a pretty right place for sours. I I would yeah. think so. Don't you agree? I mean, um, yeah. 
every, you know, going back to untapped, every one of those beers is a four plus on there, you know, and that's from a yeah, pretty, pretty big market. So pretty big uh, sample size. So, um, there's not a ton of that here unless it's coming through probably Abunawas or maybe Madhouse, but I guess you can count Exile, but, uh, I don't think any of those guys are, are touching the Frambois or, I mean, we're not, you know, we're not talking Cantillon or anything here, but I mean, there's, they're pretty yeah. high quality beers and they're, they're probably, not Lambics though either. No, bro. no. They're right. fruited Goldens. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they're still probably for, uh, those sour is probably the best that we can get. I think, I mean, <laughs> No mention of CIB in here, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, the, the, that breakfast oh, sour sorry. breakfast out. No, that's right. That, I got I got burned by that a long time ago, back in like way back when they were on the Hy-Vee shelf. And yeah, never again. I'll probably have to pour beers next to them at Iowa Craft Beer Fest this year, so I had to say it. <laughs> yeah, ride, ride their Harley. Yeah, that yeah. <laughs> oh, they're on the barbecue now, aren't they? Like chefs, they, they call themselves chefs in black or something instead of. Like, uh, yeah, in Iowa but Brewery. that was always kind of the. I do believe, bro, that they were. That it had some sort of culinary thing to uh, it okay. in, in the past, anyway. So I'll take um, word who, who knows? I'm not really sure what's going on with those folks. Yeah, so um, you know, when it comes to the hype and that sort of thing i mean it's it still comes down to your personal palate and opinion right i mean your friends and the internet and uh however may shape your you know your willingness i guess to go buy the beer but ultimately you're going to decide if you like it or not right yeah absolutely um, absolutely so i don't know i i'll catch you saturday for certain um if not you and you're booked up all night tomorrow night you said uh yeah i uh yeah we uh we got we got family things going on tomorrow sure. so uh after after i get off work tomorrow night so all right well if you're out and about man give me a buzz and and we'll throw back a few it'll definitely be i'll i'll, I'll i'm gonna try to come out saturday bro and uh i look forward to doing that if i make it out and like to see our bald-headed friend too <laughs> out there holic man so uh yeah i think yeah chris should be there i, I I think he yeah. said he was going in early, so it'll be a busy day for those guys. I mean, uh, I probably checked out pretty early after a few pours, so I don't I don't plan on on staying all through the whole party. But uh, man, that's crazy, bro! You can I mean you could basically take a launch pad to your house, bud. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> well, I, dude? I could just you know come home, take a nap, and then come back. And I always say yeah. I'm going to do that. I've done that like four or five times. Like, yeah, I'll be back, and then. Uh, it never happens. But. I mean, I feel like eventually there could come a time where you could you could just like take the storm sewers home or something. <laughs> well, there there used to be uh, they they built a house in at the at the back end of the street, but there there used to be an open lot, so it was a straight shot for a while. Now I'd have to kind of walk through a guy's yard. So, um, yeah. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Well, oh, man, man, I do appreciate you making time and coming on. Um, we'll, we'll definitely do this again soon. I know uh, we were talking about or talking with Grant, uh, Grant Gillian, about uh, a podcast. We want to talk about a little more maybe about hype, but mostly about trade value and black market values of beers and kind of want to sandwich that in. I, I briefly mentioned Pulpit Rock does have their Fat Joe release next week, and I know their last batch, uh, barrel of sticky juice, the trade values. Do you know offhand is about 150 bucks a, a, seven, a 375? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I've seen, yeah. I, I've saw around 200 that they sold yeah. right away, but 
it kind of went down. But yeah, the hundred and a half is is pretty fair, bro. All right, and we definitely want to have that conversation. I think that'd be a good podcast too. And I'm hoping to get uh, obviously Pete on when he has a little more time, and uh, uh, Chris Winker from Few. Uh, they're opening here. In a, probably a couple weeks in Cedar Rapids. So uh, definitely like to get him on to talk about um, his brewery and his plans and that kind of thing. And, you know, we talk about hype, and it's interesting. There's not a lot for a uh, few yet. Now, obviously, it takes time and whatnot, but with the, the background he has, you know, brewing at Toplin Goliath and also, I think, at yeah. Boulevard, right? He was helping out or brewing a little bit of Boulevard, too, for a while. I know he was at the Green Room, I think. Yeah, uh, absolutely, dude. Chris, he's going to knock it out of the park. Yeah, man. he There's is. no doubt about yeah. that. Yeah, And I feel like he was kind of an unsung hero when he was at Toppling Goliath, bro. I, I I don't know if he caught the amount of credit he should have. He was in a slow, you know, obviously the time where Mike wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and I feel, to me, I feel like nothing was compromised with Chris. Um, he, he was kicking out. Um, I remember his, uh, his G nug bottles, uh, were really good. Um, I even felt his morning delight is still is drinking good for those of you that still have that. But, uh, that's the last year they did the 22 ounce bottles, but, um, I feel like even, you know, we're talking about, you know, friends and that sort of thing, kind of, kind of throwing the hype out there for others that, I have no problem doing it for the, you know, for Chris. I think that uh, I think when people try those beers there, they're going to be pretty excited in that market. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, good thing for Cedar Rapids too, man. Yeah. You know, um, they, uh, you know, that town can use about as much positives as as they can get. You know, so. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, outside of Fred Jackson, man, co dude, you know, <laughs> uh, that's just my Ankeny root, or well, not roots, but that, that's my that's my central Iowa in me. So, no, oh, that's all right, man. Listen, thanks for coming on. I'll catch you this weekend, and uh, uh, we'll we'll throw some beers down, bud. Yeah, man, sounds awesome, bud. I really appreciate it, man. And uh, thanks for having me on, Rick. I love doing this, dude. Love talking beers make sure anybody sees me out and about man say hi to baldy all right yes definitely do that and also uh if you like the podcast share with a friend uh maybe hit the retweet or put it on facebook and so we can get the word out and uh if you haven't yet go ahead and subscribe um not gonna go over the list but uh, just hit the subscribe button yeah right. and tell tell rick that you like baldy okay <laughs> <laughs> all right take care later brother all right